We are talking with Casey Stinson of KKCO in Grand Junction, Colorado. And let me tell you what we're talking about. Um, it is a very um, interesting story out of Grand Junction. So a funeral homeowner has just pled guilty to illegally selling bodies and body parts. And after that lead-in, um, we are going to talk with Casey since. Sinton, who covered this story out of Grand Junction, um, and she's going to explain what exactly happened. How are you doing today, Casey? I'm doing well. A <laughs> uh, little, little nervous. This is this is a very uh, lovely opportunity. Oh, we're, um, we're so glad to have you. So thank you so much for joining us on Local News Live today to tell us about this story. So how did things begin? So. Originally, it actually started pretty innocuously back in uh, 2009. Um, originally, uh, they set it up as uh, Sunset Mesa Funeral Foundations back in 2009 as a nonprofit corporation to, I'm quoting here, provide assistance to community members who have no re resources for funeral slash cremation services. Um, and then shortly thereafter, uh, Hess, the, the woman in charge, Megan Hess, uh, created a trade name for Sunset Mesa Funeral Foundation known as Donor Services, um, which was intended to harvest human remains such as heads, torsos, arms, legs, organs, tissue samples, tumors, those kind of things, um, and then use those parts and whole bodies for sale to uh, scientific, medical, um, and educational organizations, um, which is entirely legal, um, but the way that she was going about it was uh, without consent from the family. Um, and this all began, the, the, the issue itself began in earnest in, uh, in 2010 and continued all the way into 2018. So that is um, very, very interesting because th that's one thing about the story that I was really wondering about, like, okay, you perform cremation services, but this particular business also, they sold body parts to research labs. So when did people begin to complain or just sense that anything was going awry because they do offer cremation services. So I'm really wondering, how did people notice that anything was going wrong? Um, so a few people noticed initially at first. Um, most of them were situations like finding um, objects that didn't belong to uh, their family member in cremated remains. Um, things like uh, gold teeth, for example, when you know, they didn't have gold teeth or uh, pieces of jewelry that they knew they didn't own, those mm -hmm. kind of things. Um, and it took several years of investigation by the FBI before any action could be taken. And, and so I know that they said that they kind of, they give these body parts to research labs. Do you know if there were any complaints from some of the businesses that they were working with to provide um, different specimens? Yes, actually. Uh, they, Megan and, and her co-conspirators, uh, actually had a, made a, somewhat of a habit of uh, providing bodies infected with dangerous diseases, things like hepatitis B, hepatitis C, HIV, those sort of bloodborne illnesses. Um, and she would falsify uh, lab reports, and then by the time it actually got to uh, its, its destination of um, scientific research or educational context, and they did their own tests, all, all of a sudden it turns out uh, that this body they thought was clean and was shipped across state lines was carrying a highly contagious and highly dangerous disease. So how many families were affected by 
this particular company and what they were doing, what they were conspiring to do? So there's been a total of 811 different individuals uh, identified um, affected by this. Um, and among those 811, uh, 447 had donor authorization forms present, but uh, of those 447 authorization files, uh, at least 187 were determined to be forgeries. So this is affecting, at the very minimum, um, around 400 people, um, likely more. That's amazing um, that you gave that number 800 and then 400, um, because one thing that I'm wondering is if it posed a conflict of interest, is that usual for a cremation service to also offer body parts to research labs? Right. I would say, personally, I would think that's very unusual. But the interesting thing about this case is actually that uh, this one group's actions actually altered Colorado legislature. Um, because prior to this event, it was actually completely legal to organize your business in the way that Hess did, um, in the sense of having uh, her being the CEO and owner of both a funeral home service and a body brokering service effectively eliminating all kinds of oversight uh, that, that would have normally been available in, in these contexts. So prior to this, uh, it was kind of one of those, we don't need to make a law because we don't, we don't have people doing this kind of situations, but since the development of this case, that's obviously changed. It's a lot to take in, um, just as you described this, because reading the headline, I, I was just like, what is going on? So. Did this person end up going, well, I guess they, they didn't go to trial because they pled guilty. So do you know what kind of charges they're facing? Uh, yes, they originally she was facing a number of charges. Um, initially, it was, I believe, five counts of mail fraud, among several other things. Um, interestingly enough, not actually directly related to uh, the, the body harvesting, because as I mentioned, at the time, this was perfectly legal, if morally dubious. The thing that she's being charged with is uh, is mail fraud, um, felon in count, I believe. And uh, in addition to that, too, um, she it was a plea bargain, so all other charges were dropped in favor of that individual charge. So to make sure I understand what you're saying, she really wasn't, and she being the funeral home owner, she really wasn't prosecuted for illegally selling body parts. It was related, like all of her charges are related to mail fraud. That's correct. And how does that play into what she was doing, the mail fraud piece of it? Um, so essentially, the, the, the specific charge that uh, she's going to be taking home, I suppose, uh, is related to the shipment of 16 individuals uh, from Denver to Chicago back in, I believe it was 2015? Uh, yes, April of 2015. Um, has contracted a commercial interstate carrier which carried 16 individuals uh, in varying states of harvest. Some were whole bodies, some were just parts, arms, legs, heads, that kind of thing. Um, and she, the, the, the thing she's being charged with here is the shipment of hazardous materials, those, those biohazards I mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, over state lines, and in addition to that, falsifying uh, shipping records um, that would have normally uh, made it clear that the, the, the body was dangerous. Um, she also uh, is being, the court is also basically saying that uh, she directly placed her employees, customers, and anyone involved in the shipping industry at risk of injury or death due to these hazardous materials, but she is disputing that claim. 
Casey, um, how many years is she facing for her counts of mail fraud? Fraud. A maximum of 20, um, but sentencing isn't uh, going to happen until January of next year. Well, um, I want to thank you so much for the information that you gave us today. Are there any more details that you think people should know about this story? Yes, certainly. Um, one of the things that I found the most striking about this case is the fact that the majority of the people who were uh, affected by this case, living relatives of, of, of the deceased, haven't actually had their uh, loved one's bodies returned. Um, in some cases, they've only gotten parts back. Uh, one case was just a head, another was just a clavicle. Um, and in other cases, there's quite literally nothing left of the body because it was destroyed in the process of using it for scientific research. In other cases, however, uh, some of these broker sites that purchased the bodies from Hess are still actually selling these bodies. Um, we actually had someone comment about uh, her father, whose uh, corpse is still on that broker market. Um, and one of the, the things that I'd like to note about this is, is the fact that uh, while Hess is going to be going to prison, a large amount of these families feel that uh, they haven't really been given closure. Um, they haven't really been given the opportunity to reinter these remains as they originally intended. So is there any chance that the victims' families can have civil charges brought against the funeral home director or anyone else? Potentially. I haven't seen any signs of that happening currently. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone at least attempts it, uh, but I can't speak to uh, like the likelihood of it as, as that's more or less up to them. Well, thank you so much for your time, Casey. Just when I thought I heard it all, I saw this story. Um, that's the, <laughs> that's the fun of working in news is that there's always an interesting story and this is definitely um, just one of those. I mean, just to hear that there were so many people that were affected by this and it did go on for some years just hearing you talk about it and then that some people, they may not have their loved ones remain returned to them ever, some in pieces, some not ever. Um, a very interesting story that we will definitely follow up with KKCO um, out of Grand Junction with as things move forward with her sentencing. You said that's set to happen in January. Yes, uh, I believe the early part of January um, 12, or sorry, the 3rd, I believe. Yes. Well, you have, you've been a wealth of information, and when January rolls around, we are going to look forward to the coverage that you bring to us, and we'll have it for everyone here on Local News Live.